Finding a job is a job. You can't just apply for two jobs then go back to playing Call of Duty. It does not work like that. You have to put the effort in to make sure that your resume is right. This is an opportunity for somebody to sit down and say, what do I really want to do? Here's your chance. If you got the skill set to do it, then do it. No one's going to make you. No one's telling you to. You have to have that internal drive. So finding that job is a job. So put some hours in. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our show. We're here to share knowledge with you about cleared facilities employers so you can take a more informed path in your career decisions. Rachel, are you ready? Girl, I was born ready. Our guest today is Dwayne Butler, Talent Acquisition Team Lead at Chenega Military Intelligence and Operations Support, or MIOS. Dwayne is also an Air Force veteran. Welcome to the show, Dwayne. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't start by simply saying thank you. Thank you for your service and thanks for joining us here today. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we like to start at the very beginning of a story. It's no fun to start on chapter three. So we want to go back to chapter one and want to learn a little bit about your career journey and how you came to lead recruiting. I actually started in recruiting back in 2001 while I was still in the Air Force. I initially joined the Air Force way back in 1991, uh, started off in aircraft maintenance, and then joined recruiting in 2001, uh, was in the recruiting field until I retired in 2012. Uh, I then stayed in the recruiting field and got into Chiniga back in 2015 as a technical recruiter. I've been with Chiniga ever since. Um, I've actually grown with the company. And as uh, Kathleen stated, I am currently a recruiting team lead with Chiniga Mayos and uh, happy to be here. And we're so happy to have you because I know we've got lots of exciting things to talk about. So can you tell our audience a little bit more about Chiniga as a company and the mission of the MIOS Strategic Business Unit? Sure. The Myos uh, Strategic Business Unit, um, our primary customers include, of course, the Department of Defense, intelligence communities. We also support uh, civilian agencies as well, federal federal agencies. Um, But there's a lot of things that that Chiniga as a whole does. There's a lot of different strategic business units, including not just Myos, but uh, there's healthcare, there's security. uh, So there's options and career choices galore that you can get here. Did I just hear galore? You did. It is never too early or late in the day to hear galore. Thank you for bringing it back. I think think we're on to something there. So while we're talking about things that are awesome and amazing, I know that you're hiring for a couple different positions. So what kind of cleared positions are you currently hiring for? Your normal IT help desk, there are system administrators, uh, systems engineers, software developers, software engineers, network engineers, construction managers, mechanical and electrical engineers, instructional system specialists. So there's all kinds of different aspects out there. Um, And I know, especially with the military community that we have listening, there's all kinds of opportunity. And you know the next million dollar questions, all of the galore of careers that are out there, where are they located? 
Chiniga is one of those companies that happens to work nationwide. So we have locations everywhere, basically. But just some of the main places we have, of course, when you're talking about government contracting, the main area is going to be the National Capital Region or the NCR. But some other places include uh, St. Louis, Missouri, Warren, Michigan, Kings Bay, Georgia, uh, just some different locations where we have currently cleared openings um, and looking for people. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about your biggest hiring challenges. As the recruiting leader, what are the positions that you are most satisfied to see filled? Because you know how hard your team works. What are some of those team wins that you all fist bump about? Well, I will say I've been in the recruiting field for quite a while and challenges are unique to each situation and each different applicant because everybody's different. You're never going to come across somebody who is exactly the same in the same situation with the same thing going on as somebody else. So what I have found and what my team has found is that when you can talk to your applicant and really find out just a little bit more about them and not just, hey, what does your resume say? But why are you looking for a job? How can we help you? You know, if this one's not the best fit, maybe this one is. But being able to take that person and help them find maybe their first step or their next step in their career, that's really the best. When you can have an opportunity to have a positive impact on somebody's life and say, you know what, this person is in a better place now than they were 30 days ago. They now have a a career path. They're making more money. They're in a position where they will be content and, and like what they do because everybody's better when you like what you do. So if you can have somebody or help somebody get to that point, it really doesn't get much better than that. I agree. I think that's, that is great advice. Now, we know that Chenega has about 7,000 employees. So not too huge, not too small, just right in that perfect spot of size there, which means you probably had a lot of time to invest in the culture. So could you tell us just a little bit about the culture and something I've just been dying to ask is being a native Alaskan owned company. Does that at all contribute to the company? I mean, you got some pretty cool secret sauce to share there. Yeah. Yeah. I, the the culture with Chiniga has always been a family first environment, family first culture. And that stems directly from the Alaskan native heritage that the company has. Uh, the members of the board of directors see every employee as an extension of the village. And that is basically live from top down. So everything that we do goes to support that village and help them be successful. So every Chiniga employee has a part to play and has a singular mission. That's awesome to hear. Tell us a story about a really nice hiring experience you've had where the candidate did a really exceptional job or that your team did something really exceptional in hiring this person and why it was so impressive. One of the things that stands out in my mind is having being a Air Force veteran and being able to take part in transition assistance panels. Uh, being able to talk to veterans that are getting ready to transition and getting ready to go into the civilian world, the civilian marketplace for really the very first time as an adult. That's a big step. And I recently talked to a veteran who found a position on our website. They tailored their resume. They applied online. They met the minimum qualifications. Then called me and sent me an email and said, hey, Dwayne, I wanted to talk to you about this position. I've already applied online. I sent you my resume. Do you have a minute to talk? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Of course. 
So, but being able, that person took the effort and took ownership of their job search, found a position they liked, they were interested in, tailored their resume to it, knew they met the minimum requirements and had them stated in their resume, took the effort to reach out to me via email and then called me and said, I know I meet this. Let's have a discussion. Hey, okay, I will be that conduit to put you in that next step. That shows that that person is motivated. That person took ownership of their job search, found a position, and now that person is a part of Chiniga. That's awesome. I mean, that that shows not only that that person got prepared and did the right things, but the program did the right things. The transition assistance program did the right thing. So the positive aspects of that reached far beyond just the person. And that's what that's what's like, man, it's working. That's the good stuff. That's almost contagious. I love it. You packed that story with so much goodness in there, tailoring your resume, making sure you meet the qualifications. You were doing my little recruiter hot so good over here. Thank you for that. Uh, So now that you provided those great tips, I'm going to keep aggravating you and ask you for a couple more. So I know that y'all are a SkillBridge employer, which definitely probably warms your little veteran heart uh, to be part of the SkillBridge program there. So are there any tips in particular that you would like to offer to our listeners when they're transitioning military or on getting that internship or really how does the program run there? Uh, we actually have a couple different veterans that are participate and, and help run the SkillBridge program here with Chiniga Mayos. It's very in-depth. There's a lot of coordination that goes into it and the veteran has to do a lot of their, a lot of, uh, footwork, homework on their part. They have to coordinate that with their supervisor, with their command, making sure all the paperwork is done on time, done correctly. So we're right back to that military mindset of attention to detail. All of that falls right into place, okay? Um, SkillBridge is an awesome opportunity. Um, I wish they kind of had that when I was in. But it's a, it's a great opportunity to go through and get some real-world experience with a company in the civilian world, I'm really impressed with it. But with SkillBridge, it is not a guarantee of a job. It's an internship. It's an opportunity to really get your feet wet in the civilian world and kind of realize, hey, this is 180 degrees from what you're used to. You're not wearing ABUs and boots anymore. You know, you have to figure out how to fit in and how you're going to improvise, adapt, and overcome in the civilian world. And when you're in the transition program, finding a job is a job. You can't just apply for two jobs, then go back to playing Call of Duty. It does not work like that. You have to put the effort in to make sure that your resume is right. This is an opportunity for somebody to sit down and say, what do I really want to do? Here's your chance. If you got the skill set to do it, then do it. No one's going to make you. No one's telling you to. You have to have that internal drive. So finding that job is a job. So put some hours in. Get on the job boards. Networking is huge. It's not just going out there and applying for stuff, but it might be that person that you reach out to on LinkedIn. It might be that person that you reach out to when you go to the grocery store and you're just standing in line. Strike up a conversation. You never know who you're going to meet and you always have to be on your game because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I know I sound like an old 70s gum commercial, but (laughs) um, it is absolutely true, 100% true. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And you have to go out there and talk. You have to be ready. When you walk out the door, you got to be ready. You know, I'm not saying you're just all the time, 
but you, you know, you have to be comfortable with talking. And if you are, you'll be fine and, and you'll, you'll be successful. Awesome. And I'm actually going to ask a little bit of a follow-up question before I get to my next question, which is you mentioned about making sure with the SkillBridge program that you have to talk to your command about this. And I think this is something that we don't delve into enough because everyone thinks that it's just an application and of course I'm going to get accepted and of course I'm going to automatically get into any kind of program where I've been made to understand that you really have to almost, you know, go and talk to your command and really make a case. If you have any background tips on that, I'm sure our audience would appreciate that. Uh, know what you're going into, you know, do some homework. And anybody who's in the military knows this. You don't want to walk into your first sergeant's office or your commander's office and not be prepared. You better have something ready to go and not just, hey, this is what I'm doing. But this is why I'm doing it. This is how I'm going to benefit from this. And this is how you can benefit from this. So you have to not only present issues, but you need to present solutions. So being able to talk to your command, coordinate that, talk to your first line supervisor, let them know what you're planning on doing. Hey, I'm getting out and I've already decided I'm getting out. This is why I'm doing it. Support me in doing this. You know, so having that, that conversation can sometimes be difficult especially if you're a first-term soldier, airman, uh, sailor, that can be difficult, but that has to be done. Uh, so what, it goes right back to taking ownership of your, of your process. Once you decide you're getting out, you're getting out, you know, and then you're, you're basically working for you now. So get out there and, make, and take control of that process and say, this is why I want to do it. Can you support me? If they do, great. Then take it and go. If they don't, then you know what? Start preparing and get ready for that tap class. Start doing your, you know, getting your resume ready. Start doing some job searching. Where do you want to be? You know, because the military is going to send you or going to, to move you in your last move. So here's a chance to go. You want to move to Hawaii? Move to Hawaii. Here's your chance. But if you want to go back to St. Louis or you want to move to the NCR or something like that, they'll do that too. But you need to prepare, you know, planning. It all comes down to preparedness and being ready to go. Awesome. So when you and I spoke a little bit earlier, just a few days ago, we talked about your advice for cleared professionals in their job search. And one thing that you said really resonated with me. If you're in an active job search, you need to pick up the phone when it rings. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Oh my goodness. Yes. Please pick up the phone. Now I know we are all spammed with crazy calls at all hours of the day. It happens to everybody. But if you are on the job search, if you are actively looking for a new position and you see a number that comes across your phone that you don't know what it is, you need to pick it up. And you need to pick it up and be professional. Hello, not what's up or hey. You know, I can go on for a while about some of the different introductions I've heard from people just picking up the phone. Not knowing that, hey, I'm calling you about the position you applied for. So please pick up the phone. And just a little extra tidbit, when you apply for a job, a really good option to do is if you don't, if you're not old school like me, go back to paper, create a file on your computer with the printed job descriptions of every job you've applied for. So that way, when somebody calls you from that company, you can go, oh, it's Chiniga. I applied for a system administrator position. Boom, there it is. Now you can speak to it. You know, 
Well, what did I apply for? If you don't know how, I mean, come on. It goes right back to planning and being prepared. If you're applying for a job, keep the job description. You know, if somebody's calling you during it's eight to five, eight to six, something like that, you need to pick up the phone. You need to pick and be professional when you do it. Now, if somebody's calling you at eight o'clock at night asking about car insurance, do what you want. But, you know, during the normal business hours or just a shot after that, you need to pick up the phone and be professional because uh, uh, that might be the call that's going to change your life literally. And I'm going to add one thing to that because you're, you're, again, I'm just raising my hands over here. It's free. We're going to ask you to do it. Empty your voicemail. If you're unable to answer your phone, please empty your voicemail. There's nothing more disheartening than a, this mailbox is currently full. So just a little <laughs> bonus tip to compliment Dwayne's great advice there. So more advice. You know, I'm coming for you, friend. I've got so many questions, so little time. But something we hear a lot about is certifications. So they're such an important part to many of the different positions, especially in the cleared community and even more especially for IT and cyber roles. So which certifications do you see that people are lacking most often? And are some of those positions you're hiring for, you're finding qualified personnel, but maybe they don't quite have the certs they need to get that offer? Yes. In my uh, searching that I found, uh, especially when folks applying to IT roles, most of the time it's going to be Security Plus, which is DOD 8570, uh, IAT Level 2. Okay, uh, there are a couple different certifications in that realm, but it seems like when it comes to government contracting, that is the one that most contractors are going to fall to, uh, which is Security Plus. It gives you the opportunity to work on government systems. Okay, there are a lot of different IT positions out there um, that require clear, uh, cleared personnel to, to operate in them. Uh, most of them are going to have you either get that certification or you already have to have it. It's one of those things where you can't you can't get in the door and you can't work on the system without it. Um, and there are, well, I, I I've got this and I've got that, and the government writes the writes the the, the job descriptions for us, you know, and they, they give us the, the requirements. So if it says security plus or if it says DoD eighty five seventy level two, that's what it is. Uh, so and there are multiple ways to get that certification. There are different schools. There are you can do that on your own. Um, if you were a veteran, you could use, uh, most of the time you could use your, your GI Bill or, or your tuition assistance to go across and, and get something like that. But that is the, a lot of times a fallback when it comes to government contracting and IT roles is they're going to say, hey, we got to have this. But when it comes to uh, internet security or cybersecurity, uh, you're going to start looking at your, your CISSP and certifications like that. But for the most part, it's going to be Security Plus that you got to have. So if you're currently in, uh, the military, or you're getting it ready to go look at the uh, the civilian contractor cleared positions, you need to start looking at that certification. If you don't have it, you need to go get it. Great advice. Well, Dwayne, a great pleasure chatting with you. How can our listeners get in touch with you and your team? Uh, well, you can always go to the Chiniga website, chinigajobs.com slash careers. Uh, you can also look up Chiniga Mayos, and Chiniga is pronounced like, like your chin, Chiniga, and then uh, Mayos. So uh, there are multiple different ways to find us. And you're, of course, you're always welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm out there and I will be more than happy to help anybody who's looking to take that next step in their career. And I know we can find a home for them here with uh, Chiniga. 
Well, thanks for talking to us in the lower 48, my friend. Thanks for coming on down. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was great speaking to you. So I'm just feeling all warm and fuzzy after having our great conversation with Dwayne. He had so many great things to share, especially being a transitioning veteran himself. I really loved his viewpoint on if you're in a job search, if you get a phone call, pick it up. And I really love the fact that he said, yeah, we all get spam phone calls, but recruiters are going to call you and you really need to pick up the phone. Rachel, what did you enjoy learning from Dwayne? First, I just appreciate his energy. There's something so positive and exciting when someone absolutely loves what they do. And they're not going to love what they do if they're not an organization that allows them to love what they do. And so I just really appreciated that he was able to share a little bit more about the culture. And everyone is part of the village and they have this village type mentality. And they really, you know, live and work top down. And I just thought that was just so refreshing and it was just so great to hear so hopefully you heard some amazing things from our friend Dwayne and we are so glad you did it listening to us so remember to get out there and follow follow again then borrow your friend's phone and follow from that phone Uh, but make sure you get out there follow us and we'll talk again soon adios amigos